0: Whoa, 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 God, I love that song. I do love that song. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. My name is Andy Belford, A.K.A. Will, and I'm part of the Player Relations team here at Riot Games. Um, joining us today, uh, I've got a very special guest co-host, uh, Jeff Lynn, A.K.A. Riot Light. Want to say hi, Jeff? Hey, everybody. All right, you guys probably know Jeff. You've probably seen a lot of the things that he's written on the on the boards and on Reddit and Ask FM. Uh, but we have him here in the studio today, and we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the upcoming Champ Champ uh, Select update, which is super exciting. Um, and joining Jeff and I today actually we've got a couple of subject matter experts really exciting we have uh Eric Kenna and Cam Fung uh aka Riot Socrates uh and Boerns is that is that respective which one of you guys is Socrates I'm Socrates okay so that's Kenna by the way yep. Kenna is Socrates and you are Boerns I feel like I have to say it like Boerns I was saying Boerns you say Boerns yeah. okay i'm i'm assuming from that that you're actually a big Simpsons fan Correct. Okay. Classic it, Simpsons, of course. Classic Simpsons, of course. Like the first, what were we talking about, like the first like six seasons? Yeah. That sounds about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I guess before we actually like get into like the, the meat of the conversation, let's get to know a little bit about you. So we already know that Cam's a bit of a, a Simpsons fan. Tell us a little bit more about you, man. Like where, you know, what, what how'd you
1: get here to Riot? Um, so my schooling was more um, industrial design, so the design of physical products, um, But since I've graduated, I've been working in software and uh, always loved games um, and eventually made the jump over to games and uh, haven't looked back. And it's been, it's, you know, kind of the same, same set of problems, just a different medium. And so when you're talking about like physical products, like
0: what, what kind of like physical products did you, was your education around?
1: Uh, So, I I mean, I've worked on um, like housewares, like picture frames, uh, croquet sets, chessmen, um gar- like plastic garbage cans, <laughs> like like weird like weird stuff for your home. Um and then today I learned. Yeah. Today, <laughs> wow. Yeah, today you learned. I have worked uh I worked at a company that made um home theater screens. Wow. Um You mean the company? Like the first one? Well, they I mean they've won they've won an Emmy Award for it. Like they, won they an did Emmy. Wow. they did some of the like the first like uh green screen stuff, um and like retro reflective screens for like when like Back when they would project um, scenery in the background for right, backdrops, right. Um, and yeah, they did some pretty cool stuff. That's
0: that's neat. It's like you never think about the actual design behind things like, you know, garbage cans. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> yeah. that, but the, the, there is actually some guy sitting at a like a desk, you know, uh, you know, on Photoshop or AutoCAD or whatever, like yeah. designing the garbage can and how that.
1: <laughs> my my intro to industrial design course was eighty percent chairs. <laughs> it's like what? you just you sit in a chair right but when you look back at the history of it there there's so like there's so much variation in the form of a chair and like the style that you can add to it even though it's like just a thing that holds your body
0: wow that's awesome uh so kenna like uh how about you man how, how did you get here i see you're actually wearing uh a- a haunted mansion shirt. Oh
2: it. yeah, no, I just I just wear these shirts. I, I don't I didn't actually work at Disney. Oh okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got I got a degree in philosophy um, from Berkeley, and I, I remember the day I graduated it just hit me. I was like, oh, I actually have to go like do something like productive now, huh? So um, I went I went to work in uh, pharmaceuticals. I did that for like three or four years. And um, I just realized manufacturing is like super boring and like soul like destroying. Um, but I'd always like played games like competitively, so I played I played WoW. I was like you know pretty high in the ladder. Played just, uh, played the hell out of CS, um, all those games. And um, so I was, I was kind of like looking for opportunities to to get into the the games industry. And um, I got one at uh, a social game startup. And so I did that for like I don't know six or seven years. And then I found out that Riot was in was in LA and I saw a Tom Cadwell, who's a VP of design here, give a talk. And I was like, I just gotta gotta sit down with him and see if there's any openings. And a few weeks later, I was working at Riot. So and I've been here for, like three years now. Okay, right on. So you said you played a lot of Counter Strike and stuff like that. Like, what
0: other kind of games have been like really formative for you?
2: Did I played everything? Like I mean, if I if I had a free moment, I was playing games. So like I, you know, when you like you when you type slash play it into WoW, and you just have to kind of like. Re, like sort of like reevaluate. Like I I'd had that on like multiple <laughs> characters, right? Like um I played a I played a bunch of MMOs. Um like you know, I played Final Fantasy. So, like every major MMO up throughout, WoW, I played a significant amount of time. Like Ultima Online, you know, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of hours. Um what what shard? Uh I was on um uh, Napa Valley. Napa. I was on Napa too. It's been a too. long time. I played. A, I played a bunch more on like custom shards. Every like okay. two or three years, I go back and play. It's so hard now because everyone's just like stupidly good at the game. Like anyone who's still playing is like they have everything down to like the freaking microsecond. Yeah. So you're like, oh, Holby combo. Like, eh, I'm toast. GG. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Cam, how about you? Like game wise, like what are you? what's What's your thing?
1: Oh man, for me, um, RTS's were were big. Uh, unlike a lot of people at Riot, it's uh, like. People really like uh, Blizzard stuff. I was more Westwood, loved, like Command and Conquer, Red Alert, um, that kind of. Yes, but did you play Earth and Beyond? No. So uh. <laughs> see, I'm not a true fan. But like you know, like like Dune was like my like my first one of my first PC games. I think that was a lot of fun. Um, and Counter Strike, like who yeah. didn't lose like probably a year or two of their lives like continuously to to that when it, when it came out.
2: C&C was great, man. Did you play the dinosaur level? There's, like, the hidden dinosaur level. That was, yeah. like, the thing in that game. Tank
1: rushes were the thing in that game. Yeah. Honestly, I know if like it Every single multiplayer game, yeah. tank rush, tank, you tank rush. You mean the mammoth tank or whatever? Yeah. I just Dude. remember that thing was Super OP. yeah. But back then, it was like, you can't even find anybody to play with. You got to play over the modem. Yeah. So, it, was, yeah. it was all yeah. like the yeah. Like I, I was just happy to be playing with, yeah. with another live
2: person. I remember <laughs> yeah. my first my first multiplayer game was Doom 2, like, on a network. Yep. And it just, like, blew my mind. Oh, I was yeah. like, we're in the same... Game, I was like, whatever, well, ten years when, old or something. Yeah, that's
0: back when LAN parties were like a big thing because you could actually play with your friends. You know, like yeah, being able yeah. to, being able to like sit down and play a game of like Quake or Duke Nukem or something like that on a multiplayer like was a, it was a big deal, right? You know. Um uh, But yeah, no, I remember like uh, the same with like Unreal Tournament. Like the first time I was able to play online and and do like like facing worlds and stuff like that. Oh God, yes, memories. I think we're also aging ourselves pretty... Yeah, well, here goes, <laughs> here goes, yeah. Pretty no, we, we were
1: just, like, in elementary school, that's all. Oh, right, yeah, college. Yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, so got to know a little bit about you guys, but we are actually here to talk about uh, a pretty meaty topic, so I don't want to, I want to jump right into that because I think this is going to actually take, this is going to take a pretty, pretty big chunk of time to get through this topic. So, um, Jeff, we are updating Champ Select, right? And that's big project. At how big, like, give, give us like an idea of the scale. Like how big of a project is this f- in terms of like, you know, Riot scale?
3: I think the thing is that in the history of games, very few studios have ever even thought of completely redoing the actual play game flow or the core game experience, you know? And with Riot, with the new Summoner's Rift update that we did the year before, we kind of looked at Champ Select and we thought, you know, if we had a second chance at this, how would we actually design this now? And with how we understand League and how it's developing as a real sport, how would we change the actual pregame flow to match that aspiration? And so I think when we first set out on this project, uh, it was early March 2015, I want to say, guys. I think it was around that time. Uh, And nobody in the company actually thought we could deliver it within the year. And they were like, what are you guys thinking? Like, how is it possible you're going to hit the next ranked season? And when we joked about it, uh, when we said we're going to go for this ranked season, they were like, 2017? (laughs) And they made a huge joke about this. And we were like, no, like, we want to do this this year. And we're going to try our
0: best to actually redesign the entire thing. Right. Go big or go home, right? Exactly. I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, so why, I guess, like, you know, Cam, kind of like, why is it so important for us to do this now? Like, why is it so important for us to get us out the door, you know, for twenty sixteen season?
2: Uh, I mean, I, th- I think it's it's all about like uh, when you know the the sooner you can release a feature, the sooner you can realize kind of like the value of those changes. Um, so so uh, with this feature in particular, like going with the start of the ranked season is like you know that's when like players are all coming back from their breaks they're all like going into this experience again and ranked more than the normals is where we tend to see um, you know, he- heads kind of get hot. People people take it really seriously, and when they get frustrated um, or you know run up against situations that can cause conflict, it, it arises. So, so by launching at the start of the season, you know we capture kind of like the tone of the whole thing. And if we miss that date, it's a lot harder to be like, oh guys, you know, like it's a month in, we're going to change some of the rules here, and here's this new uh, this new champion select. So that, that's why that date was yeah. important. Yeah, we,
1: us, we certainly didn't want to release it like uh, in the last month of the season. <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting, because
2: like, it is fundamentally it's a it's a it's a rule change, right? Like there there are more uh, sort of like constraints around the, the the way you go into a game now.
0: Well, it, it to me, like when I look at it personally, it feels like it changes like the whole dynamic and structure of the game that is the pregame. I mean, is that is that an accurate like from kind of like a, a layman's perspective? Is that uh, make yeah,
2: yeah. So w- we're formalizing a lot of the. Uh, just sort of like the conversation that goes on between players in a in an unstructured way right now. So it's like um, you know, like for everyone who, who goes into a game in uh, currently in Champions like is gonna they're gonna have to resolve these conflicts, um, and we're just giving them the tools to overcome that challenge more easily.
0: Okay, cool. So Jeff, like you know, help help me help these guys walk through like this whole process, man. Like, h- how do we? How do we get to the point where, you know, we're going, okay, we know we need to change this thing. We know that it needs to be, it needs to be fresh, it needs to be new. We know that we want to, to make the player experience better, right? So, so how do you guys actually get to that, to get to, you know, from like seeing the problem and finding, you know, what we believe is the solution?
3: I think the thing is, even on the team itself, we have a lot of uh, league players who actually haven't tried ranked as much. Right, So half of the team, super high-skilled. They're all platinum, diamond, and above. The other
2: half, they're kind of like, eh, ranked is not for us. But fun fact, Jeff is actually pretty darn good at League of Legends. For those of you who don't <laughs> know, he's actually pretty good. And I'm not just saying... There's a story
3: where we actually went to visit Korea, and we're in the PC cafes, and a bunch of Masters players are like, do you guys actually play if you're from Riot? Uh, and we actually sat down and played them one-on-one, and we did pretty well, I have to say.
0: <laughs> so you were in the PC bong, and in you, the PC actually, bong, you actually were able to hang with the Korean players? I think I won, actually. Let's not say hang. <laughs> hey.
3: uh, um, so early this year, we kind of just like sat together, and we're like, hey, like how do we make Ranked a better experience for everybody on the team to actually really enjoy? But secondly, we actually had a meeting with uh, Magus over at Esports.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And we're kind of like, If you look at League today and you look at real sports like basketball or soccer, kids are growing up, gamers are growing up kind of looking at these athletes, you know, whether it's Faker in League, Michael Jordan in basketball, and they're not thinking in terms of like, I just want to be a basketball player. They're like, I want to be the best point guard in the world Mm -hmm. or I want to be the best mid lane player in the world. So the game had evolved to such a state of we weren't actually reinforcing or supporting how players were enjoying the game today. So I basically went to these guys and I said, hey, if you had the chance to completely remake this in the basically in the vision of a real sport, how would you redesign it? And I think that's what led to, you know, a couple months of research and design iteration on what you guys see today.
2: Yeah, it was like uh there's probably I don't know five or six different possibilities that we went through some of which were pretty bad. Um <laughs> to to end up where, we, where we're at. And you know, it's like You got to go through the bad ones to get to the good one. Yeah, it's design is such an iterative process. Like every uh every every step in it you go back and you look at where you were previously and you're just like wow we were really we really made a lot of mistakes here right and so i, I think yeah like the the first few months is all about um you know, identifying like the big goals of the project, and then you know, walking through all the possible like ways we could handle like role combinations. Like, oh, like will matchmaking support this? Like, what are the abuse cases? Like, are people gonna, um, you know, respond to these things? Like, should we do like just a pure stack rank? All, all that stuff, and then you know, finally getting to the place where it's like the harmony of like, all right, we're confident. Like, matchmaking is gonna work. Rank systems are gonna work. Players also get more autonomy over their over their choices. Uh, we're confident it's gonna improve behavior. Uh, this this is it, like, we're, we're pretty sure this is it. And then and then um, building towards that and, and starting to iterate, not so much on the systems design, but on, like, more of the UX and the VizDev and that kind of stuff. It yeah. was really
3: funny super early on, and I made this super unreasonable demand on, on you guys. And we call it uh, the three-second oh, oh, seconds. one of those was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which Which Yeah. Uh, uh. Because these guys, they do lab tests almost every single week. You know, they bring new players into the game, try the new champs like prototype that we had, and we actually see how much they understood what was going on. Uh, and I said, our goal is a brand new pro- player who has never played League before, they try the champ select once and they have to understand it. And if I actually pause the experience at any point, they have to
2: understand what's going on within three seconds. And I was like, guys, that's the goal. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things where we're like, "Uh, do we? Nope, nope. It's still that's this one, this one. But you know, like you just you keep running through it, and eventually you get to the point where you smooth out the edges, and you find like you find the worst defenders,
1: and you make them better. And yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. For you know, for a game with uh, I know I know we we don't use this term very much, but with like the burden of knowledge that League of Legends uh, carries with it, like for new players, like I, I can see how that's a priority. But good.
1: God trying to get to that (laughs) point. Like when you think about it, like if you remember back to your first ranked game and you go and it's like, how how does anybody know that you're supposed to ban anything and what the pick order is? Like it is.
0: It's a super daunting experience. It's like the first time you're in there, you're just like, you've got this kind of cavalcade of 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 chat where people are just like mid or feet or or whatever, you know. And you're just like, I'm a new player, I have no idea what's going in. I'm gonna press this button and this character because I like the way they look. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, and that's like, how do you make that the design like so intrinsic that they they can get past that? So when you bring new players into the game that
3: have never played before and they were trying the initial lab test, uh all of us were sitting behind these like two like two-way windows and mirrors and the players were like, wait, wait, why does that person keep saying they need a jungle? What's a jungle, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Right? And they've never played League before. Right, So I think some of the design that they've come up with really kind of smooths that over. So even a new player, you read that stuff before you get to that time pressured environment. Cool. Cool, yep. right? So when yeah. you get there, it's much easier to make that choice.
2: It's interesting, too, because like er, I think early on, um, we took this approach of, like, hey, let's, like, add a bunch of this information that, like, players just kind of, like, know, like, later users and see if we can, like, fit it into the UI. And we ended up with just, like, this enormously overcomplicated UI. And so a lot of the design process was just, like, stripping out all of the kind of, like, complexity and where it wasn't needed and then simplifying the stuff that was needed to make it, like, super readable. Um, and I think I think that comes through a lot. And yeah, the, I mean, the, like that, that was, was kind of
1: deliberate on on <laughs> our side, Like, We put in as much as we tried to put the the kitchen sink in there, really. And then it's like, like how do you simplify back to the really essential parts? Like, what do people really notice? What do people really value? And like, how do you how do you find like those nuggets that really um, amplify the experience?
0: Well, we were talking to Jeff a couple of weeks ago about this kind of in preparation for the podcast. And like you brought up, like during that conversation, there was this kind of great moment of clarity where you guys really had to ask those hard questions, like, what was, what were those, like, some of those questions that you asked that you really just... Honed in on as, for the final product.
2: But do you mean after the the? Uh, I mean, and he's asking the... you
0: guys about the great design
3: pivot. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what, which,
1: which time are you talking about? <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: There seems to be a lot of that, uh, that. Which time going on? So far, we know that Jeff is a cruel taskmaster. Of that, course. <laughs> oh, I, I think
1: it's I think it's more like it's it's the nature of the beast, especially in a complex mm. system like this. Like even now, we don't really have answers to like how are people going to react to the incentives that we give them and like the new experience that they have like it's going to feed back on itself um yeah and it's just we're always going to find new stuff <clears throat> so
3: let me let me set a quick context for everybody about what happened here so we're about a month before going to pbe uh and we had agreed on that that date for pbe and we had just done a round of play testing with a bunch of professional players korean players flew in from korea to try it out uh and a bunch of kind of the leaders around riot also tried it out uh just to see what it was like And the feedback was actually great. Everybody was like, the visuals look awesome. Uh, Everything makes sense. It was a little too fast in the timing at that point. Uh, But all the designers, we were watching this. And we actually all met afterwards. And we were like, it's not good enough. And so we actually all disappeared in a room. And we started whiteboarding. Like, what were the current issues with it? Why didn't it feel like it was 110%? And why was it 95% only today? And so a month before this, we go back to the engineering team. And uh, it was the best conversation. But like, uh, you guys can talk about some of what happened after this.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, those guys are just amazing. Like, they're they've been like slogging it out, like just just you know taking like t- like two or three x what would be what would be like a normal healthy load, and they're they're doing it with like smiles on their face. And then we come to to them with these these pivots. We had we had good reasons for it. Um, they were just like, "Cool, let's do it." Like, let's if uh, you know if this is going to make the the end product a lot better for for players, like. Um, it's definitely worth doing. There, there is um, uh, one of them in particular. Uh, I don't riot know. It, I don't know what his riot his, uh, summoner Bahamut. Name is. Summoner, what is it? Bahamut. Yeah. Okay, his, his summoner is Bahamut. Um, he, uh, you know, he was like we, we asked him because we had like a team retro. We're all like, you know, we're all been like putting in a ton of hours. Is everyone okay? Um, him in particular, um, you know, how do you feel about this? And he was just like, you know, um, if any of you guys had the opportunity to to like put in a few extra hours to like in, to invest in this product to get it to that A+ plus rather than A all of you guys to do it. Um it's just that he uh you know he just he stepped up to the plate and really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he's a the proud the father moment. Yeah, it's a proud moment. Yeah, it is really I mean, <laughs> yeah, a cool. It's 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 a fun team to work on.
0: I I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't really understand or maybe they're just not aware of about game design in general like designers, engineers, uh, everybody puts so much of themselves actually into, uh, into the end result. Like it's, it's a piece of you, right? So it's like, you know, you, you become personally attached to it in, in a lot of ways. And I think sometimes that, that, that can manifest itself in, in us being, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit difficult to take feedback on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, it's like someone told your
2: baby was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> really, I love the feedback. That's, like one of my favorite yeah. parts. Like, I mean, I, I love it too, right? Yeah, I remember is like it's a, to, to me, it comes back to like your roots because most of us are gamers, right? I remember as a kid, the first time I logged into this game called Ultima, I talked about earlier, and like you turn the game on, and like the, this chest like opens up, and there's like yeah. this velvet like case inside and you like press it and then you enter this like whole world of possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so I always like I always think about that experience and how uh just how like formative it was. And so you know, I think for most people are right, it's about the opportunity to 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 create those same kind of experiences, experiences that are gonna like stay with people and like, you know, shape shape who they are and like and and add value to their lives. So I think we all we all are very appreciative to have the opportunity to do that. That's yeah. very cool.
1: Yeah, and certainly, like, you know, there's there's designers in this room, but e- even the decisions that we made, the entire team, like, had opinions and they, like, they've really shaped the feature also.
0: Well, Jeff, you mentioned earlier about how kind of half the team is, half the team is, like, experienced and ranked, half of them play more casually, things like that. Like, how did you guys balance those different opinions kind of going back and forth? Like, what were those conversations like?
3: I mean, ultimately, I, I left the final choices uh, to guys like Eric and Cam. And for us, our challenge to everybody was, can we make an experience that even those guys would like to play? And I think at the very end of it, I remember, I think it was the night before PBE, and we were all having a chat about, you know, is this good enough to go out the door or not? Is this funny enough for every single person on this team? And like Eric said, we're all gamers. And so I said, you know, Looking back on this 10 years from now, you know, whether we're all at Riot or we're somewhere else, is this something you guys would be proud shipping out the door? And I think when everybody around the table said, yes, it was, that's when I made the decision, hey, we're going to go out with this. And that was the point where, you know, everybody would enjoy playing it. Everybody understood what was going on. The system was, you know, very simple but clean now. And it was just, you know, a great moment where I was really proud of what they had accomplished.
0: We had uh, kind of like a version of this in game already, right? Like or at least I think a lot of people like assumed we were just gonna take uh, ranked team builder and just like port it over and say, hey, this is the new <laughs> No way. <laughs> no, no way. No way. Well I mean we're all laughing. Uh, like what what were what were some of the reasons why we didn't do that? Like what were what were like did we notice like some particular pain points with ranked team with uh, the the current like the, the current team builder? Well, I say current I think
2: But we were fundamentally solving a different problem with the and Jeff, I mean Jeff can speak to this. Jeff was the <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I so with the first team builder, we actually did have the goal of replacing all the queues you know, one day. Mm-hmm. And, and we set out to do that, uh, but it became super obvious early on with the first edition that w- we had given way too much control uh, to the actual captains on the teams, and mm-hmm. they didn't need to actually specify exactly the kind of team comp that they wanted to play. And I think it was a, an epiphany for everybody when it's not about the positions, because in the game design of this, of this game, we have four sources of income where you have three lanes, you have jungle. And so it's not about, you know, can we figure out where people should go? It's about who you play in those positions. And once we kind of turned a leaf on that, that kind of philosophy, uh, we thought, okay, now we know how we want to design this. We know how the game's evolving and how players are enjoying the game. Uh, so I went to the team and I said, but now I want to create an experience where it feels like a game even outside the game. So, as soon as you hit play, it has to feel like you're immersed, right? We want to tell a story in Champion Select. And what does that experience look like? And I think that's why we really pushed the team to kind of come up with new visuals, new animations to kind of tell a story as you go towards Summoner's Rift. And it's not just kind of like a UI that you have to go through to play the game.
1: Yeah, I think that was pretty central to our design philosophy. Like, um, what's, what's Aaron Summoner? Oh, uh, uh, Resensu. Yeah, Sandro. Yeah, Sandro. Yeah, yeah. He he was pretty. He he was our lead on the initiative, um, on the UX side, and he was pretty instrumental in like helping us define like what like what's the what's the narrative across this whole experience, and like what do we want players to feel at different times, and like what is the level of excitement as you like get closer and closer to getting into the game, and what like when when we were talking early on, it's like like each part of champions like like what does it mean to the player. Um, what are they trying to get out of it what's what's their goal but like also what do we want them to feel mm-hmm. um, and like the, like what's what does the ideal experience feel like like how do we get, players closer to, like, you know, what what does a pro player feel when they play with their team and they're talking about their team comp and, like, how close can we get players to, like, how amazing that is?
2: Yeah, like, the needs are, you know, the needs for pro players are different than, it, like, if you go into a ranked solo game, you're probably just like, all right, who's OP? I'm just going to ban him. Whereas in pro games, like, all right, it's faker, so no LeBlanc, no Ryze and no, I don't know what he played this season, but, like, <laughs> basically you ban out specific players, right? So making sure everyone's needs are met. But speaking to the the story arc stuff, yeah, totally... I think a lot of the foundational work we did too and f- like made it easier down the road we're like working with the sound guys and they're like what's happening here and it's like well it's like a emotional ramp you know what I mean like you're you start out you're forming your team and it's like soft like ambient you know and you're then you kind of like the storm yeah and then right. you like kind of ramp into the to the experience we talked about some crazy stuff originally like every time uh, someone locked in a different role it played like a different music string. So like the top line was like the drums and like support was like the violin or whatever so it like was it was there was oh, the like fire do ice if I prototype film. if
3: you're Remember that? What? Which one of you guys came up with the whole fire and ice thing of like every time one team did something, it had a completely different soundtrack and then when the other team did something, it had a <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: actually
3: know those. <laughs>
1: No, no, I I think it was probably uh one one of the composers. Okay. I mean it's a really crazy idea. I thought it was really interesting.
0: It, it does sound like an audio designer's like wet dream. <laughs> like, we wanna dynamically shift the tone of the music all throughout. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Bring it bring it all the way back to your to your point though about the the um you know, the old team versus the new. Like so when we launched the team build originally, we saw like all this awesome sort of like upside there, like all our behavioral metrics, like quantitative and qualitative looks at, we're like, wow, this is like this is a significantly better experience. Like not people not, you know, having arguments in champion select, it turns out that means they argue less in game. Like who'd have thought, right? <laughs> yeah. So we're like, hey, can we solve some of these problems? Um, kind of issues around like friction getting into into game and like just make some of this stuff um, a little easier, uh, and also make it work for ranked and because you know with the old one you would like you could just if you if you have a, if you have too much control over your selections you can Q snipe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, the, the question was can we can we you know get that to the point where it could actually take take uh, the position of all of the existing champion selects. Yeah. Okay,
1: and I think I think for me when we first started talking about ranked team builder, uh, it's it's not team builder classic. However, it is solving the same class of problems. It's like how, how do we help strangers who don't know each other um, get together, communicate, cooperate, um, especially in in ranked like when the stakes are high and we have like you know picks and bans and more coordinations needed. Like how do we how do we help players like get on the same page? Um, played like they're playing with, you know, four other friends. Cool. So at, at
0: the risk of uh at the risk of, of being controversial, I actually want to ask you a question from me as a player, right? Do we do we like run the risk with with like the the kind of not necessarily like the rank team builder, but with like the positioning, the the like queuing and position, stuff like that. Do we run the risk of of reinforcing a meta too much?
2: Um well the thing is like the meta is Enforced right like so so Jeff was saying you look at like the resource sort of management of the game like there are three lanes you are gonna have you're definitely gonna have people there. There's a jungle where there's resources So it's like and and a lot of the game uh, sort of like the actual uh, Gameplay design now is built around like you're gonna have a jungler, right? Like there are jungle specific items um and you're probably going to have someone who's going to have to go to one of those lands. This is going to follow your jungle around. But there's like there are obviously suboptimal decisions, or there is the meta, basically, right? So, so yeah, basically, we we kind of looked at that. We looked at the fact that essentially every game, unless you're going in with the five man, is sort of enforcing the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that weren't are basically pretty toxic games anyway. Um, so, and we're like, well. Why don't we just give players what they want? Like the community was like, this is what, this is what, we, this is just the way we're gonna play the game. We're like, okay, that's that's cool. Like, let's let's build around that, right? What's really funny is um, <clears throat> when you actually talk about
3: like diversity or creativity in the game, it's all about the champion picks, right? If you want to take a Heimerdinger jungle, if you want to take a Quinn top, you can do that in the champion select today. What we didn't want was there's really no teams out there who is doing like three in the top lane, nobody in the mid lane and then like two junglers like nobody is doing that. And if you look at games in team builder, uh, the old team builder, something like 90 to 95 percent of games had people in each position. Right. So we were like players, even with full control, they were already playing the game this way. Right. So we really just wanted to build a toolbox where players were already enjoying the game in this manner.
0: So reinforcing player behavior that's already there, that seems like a solid choice. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: I, think it's um, kinda, I think it's actually kind of like acknowledging that the meta is good for the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the, that you can say, like, who's the best ADC in the in the world? And that's different than just, like, well, who's the best? player in the world right like who's the best mid versus whatever it adds the same kind of depth to the game that like sports have um and I think we with with the actual sort of game design we acknowledge that by creating items that are specific to teams and compositions that like work, play together and that kind of stuff um and so this is kind of like the next step in that formalization just to add outside of the game itself very cool so there's been kind of a hot topic uh, with... actually I want to say one more thing oh go for it you, you can totally still do crazy crazy stuff can I curse the like, way? Can, can I say crazy shit? shit. <laughs> okay. yeah. you can totally still do crazy shit um, with your five friends, which is awesome and great, right? Yeah. What's not great is going into a ranked game and being like, "We're double sporting boys." They're like, "Dude, this is my master promos." What? Like, <laughs> all right? So it's 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 about finding that the sort of like yeah. right place for those things. Yeah, I want. think
1: that was that was never a great experience, and, and now we're gonna give you an opportunity to do that with your friends, which you know you can have all the fun you want as long as you guys are all on the same page
0: uh so there's been a kind of there's been a, a topic that's really emerged from the community recently and it's been talking about dynamic queue right um players are I, I think a lot of people are just kind of like confused people don't maybe they don't understand how it works um but it's, it's it's a radical change from from what we have now it's like you know there's solo queue where you can maybe play with one other person um, but that's been a completely separate environment from you know, the whole, the five-man queuing thing, right? Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of really interesting points brought up around it, things about, like, kind of, like, uh, the, the purity of, 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 like, you know, individual skill, things like that. Like, how did we, I'm, I'm assuming that we asked these questions early on in the design process,
2: we didn't ask any questions. We just yeah. no, so so. Um, I think it's really cool to see the community's reaction to this because it was really similar to our team's reaction, right? Yes. We're like, we're like, hey, have we ever thought about like opening it up and like, would competitive legitimacy still like be just as good? And some people are like, no, no, it's crazy. And, and some people are like, yeah, I think it would. Like, there's some other games that have done that. Like, let's let's dig into it a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, so the interesting thing is actually, if you've been around long enough.
1: It used to be like this. It used to be just a dynamic queue, It's just ranked. Sure, yeah. How how long ago was that? Was it like during beta or season one? I think season, yeah, one. season one or season yeah. two.
0: Okay, so so it's going to be it'll be fresh in the memory of like well maybe not fresh but it'll be in the memory of some of our uh, I'd say like m- older more experienced players, but for for new players it seems it seems very scary, right? Like yeah. I mean yeah, yeah and, and honestly, league is in a recognizing very, that yeah, I mean and leagues in a really I'd say, I'd say a very different place uh, in season, you know, uh, six, six, six next Yeah. yeah. Season, season six coming up than it was in season one. Like how do we address that concern though? I think the, the actual team at Riot's also in a very different place. Hmm. So back in season one, there were a lot of issues
3: with how it was implemented, but we didn't quite know the solutions back then or how we would implement them. Um, and to Eric's point, we are actually very aware of all the different concerns. In fact, uh, Raiden, one of the artists on the team, as soon as we suggested this idea, he came over and he's like, I hate this. He's like, I hate you. I hate this. Like, I don't want to play this. Um, so we actually had a document of kind of, I think it was up to 32 different concerns that we had about how this would potentially be be a negative. And so we just started knocking these items down like one by one. So the main one that some players talk about is like competitive integrity. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, Eric is the designer of tier restrictions. And, I mean, we can talk a little bit about how that could help the competitive integrity of the queue.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, so really what it comes down to is, like, if you look at um, players in normal, right, where they have, like, a five-man rating, if you look at players in ranked, the vast majority of them have very similar ratings, right? It's not like, oh, yeah, like, when I go and play play with my friends in uh, in normal I'm I suddenly turn into like bronze five. Right? There's behavioral differences because like you're experimenting more and stuff like that. But in general, like your skill set um, mo- moves around with you, and like your, your ability to, to uh, carry games in environments with similar players, it tends to be pretty pretty similar, right? Um, so so like we we know that from a competitive integrity standpoint, we're not going to just be like. Totally opening the floodgates and introducing like you're not gonna have a bronze guy in your game. Who's just like uh, Yeah, my my like diamond friends just just happened to uh, to like uh, Be able to play with me in such a way that they got me up to diamond Unless there's, you know, really obvious abuse going on. And we actually have a, an amazing team of dudes who just, like, literally what they do is they go through the games, they look for people abusing the system, and they remove them from the system um, pretty aggressively. Uh, so so obvious abuse cases aside, um, like... We're we're confident that you're, we're going to see the same level of competitive integrity as we saw um, beforehand, and we have we do have a new tool set that we can use to ensure that we're we're still um, we're not allowing fringe cases, we're not allowing players who are playing legitimately to like invite their friends who are way outside of their their skill range to like pull them up and things like that, um, and we're you know we're going to be keeping a super close eye on this. Like ranked is it's. It's the heart and soul of the game, right? Like it's a competitive game. It's if it's um if it's not working um smoothly, like we'll we'll get in there and we'll make some adjustments. Do do we with this design change like do we
0: actually are, are we saying that we want to encourage people to play uh, play with their friends, to play
2: as a group? Yeah, definitely. It's it's one of those things where when we first started talking about it, we're like we're like why is it that it's solo, like it's a team game. right? And we're like, yeah. I was like, well, why do we force people to, uh, you know, to play as individuals? And like, you actually look at, like, if you think back on on your ranked season. I'm assuming most people who are listening to this, play some ranked. Um, think about like the most frustrating moments. Right, it's like you're in your promos, um, and you're like, yeah, it's gonna be great, and you get in some guy like AFKs. You're like. What this is what the fuck this sucks right or like you get in there and some guys like oh i just gave up two kills um i'm 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 taking off guys or i'm gonna feed or whatever and uh, you know so we've 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 done a lot of work building behavioral systems like rank restrictions all this other stuff and like um lever buster a bunch of systems to to make incremental improvement on on that stuff right but like one of the biggest um Sort of like ways of fixing that problem is just giving you control over who you're going into game with, right? If you're playing with your best friends, they're probably not going to leave you hanging during your promos. So those are the kind of <laughs> if is, they do, yeah, if they do. Yeah, right. Then, I mean, then you know, or, then you know whose house to go to. And, I mean, right?
0: I've heard stories of friendships <laughs> ended ended by leaks. So like, that's, yep. that's not yep. that's kind of everything. It's not yeah. impossible, yeah. but so. you have recourse.
2: You have recourse, so it's it's less it hurts less. Um, yeah, so that's that's what we see is the opportunity and the sort of risk, and that's. And that's how we're moving forward with that. And
3: I think to Eric's point like some of the other things that we've heard and we're kind of really watching super closely is like, you know, is the pre-made four situation more toxic than the rest, right? And is it a great experience when you're put in a group as a solo with pre-made fours? And to be honest, like nobody on the team has a perfect prediction of how this is going to shake out. Right. We have entire teams around the clock that will be looking at the data, you know, watching all the pre-made four experiences and seeing like, hey, is it more toxic? And uh, talking to some of the teams internally, we're super happy to kind of share some of that data with you guys when we make our next decisions here. Um, so we can't really predict what's going to happen. We really want to kind of try and look at the data, and you know, we want players to give it a chance and and give it a shot, and then tell us if it's really bad, and we'll see if it matches the data, and we'll make changes as necessary.
0: I, I think if I put my player hat on and I really honestly think about like what was what was like the kind of like the 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 cause of like toxicity when you were when you're like put in with four other people who were pre made right it almost always for me came comes down to like position actually like what role am i going to play totally, yeah. because <clears throat> those four those four other people who are playing like those folks they already know what they're playing because they've decided it within their group but you're the you're that x factor right so with the ability to actually kind of cue as a position it seems like we're actually eliminating a large potential source that,
3: of that's exactly right actually if you look at a lot of the chat logs of pre-made four games it was always a case of hey you have to play this role right you have to play this position right because everybody had already decided and if you disagreed with that they, they would try to gang up on you and try to convince you otherwise um so th- i think the design that these guys have come up with really solves the one of the inherent problems with pre-made fours, just like you say it's it
2: a, it's really significant. Like we, I mean, so so riot we do a really good job about not being data driven, but it's one of those things where like we we like looked at the delta and we're just like, huh, that's a pretty big opportunity. Like right. we, we and you know we obviously do we we ask players about it and stuff like that too to say like, hey, is is uh, is this a better experience? And we we're really confident that this is going to be a significantly better experience. Okay. So before we get off this topic, if,
0: if you all had one thing that you could say to like, uh, like, like Jeff was talking about earlier, the, the, the guy who wants to be faker, the girl who wants to be the Michael Jordan of League of Legends, like, what would you say to them, uh, to inspire confidence moving into the next season?
2: Do you you mean about like, about, about the dynamic About like, why, why is it going to be okay? That soloist, why Uh, is it, tell that soloist, why is uh, it going to be okay? I don't know. Like I, I could say something inspiring or something pragmatic. I'll go with pragmatic. Um, Truly, Socrates. Yeah, I would say like I would say r- like something like remember, remember, think about the worst thing riots ever done, and then think about what happened afterwards. So like think about like jungle changes, jungle changes, right? <laughs> wow. so oh like, man, so, it's
3: too early. Yeah, yeah. It's too so, early. so so
2: like I there was I had you know after the jungle changes, the start of the season, there were a lot of heated discussions internally, um, that led to some really good changes. Eventually, after like a month or two of um, you know. Uh, conversations and sort of like passionate arguments so you know this is a big change and change is scary and we're going into it eyes wide open and if it doesn't work out like we're gonna get in there and we're gonna you know we're gonna make it awesome so I think I think um yeah my my advice to them would be like try it let us know what you think and um and uh give us give us genuine feedback yeah.
0: We're building this thing with you guys. So
2: yeah. Yeah, this, is for, this is for
1: players. Yeah, and, and, and keep in mind that <clears throat> a lot of us are ranked players as well and really engaged players of the game. Like we don't want to deal with a bad ranked experience any more than than you guys do. And we're gonna work as hard as we can to make it a great experience for everybody. Um and like the great people are always gonna rise to the top. Like if you work hard, um you know, do your homework. Like <laughs> yes. on the game, not you know, not, not your school homework. That's yes, Dad. that's obviously just gonna distract uh, you. Just um, be good to people. Yeah, just just like good if, you're, if you're good, like people are gonna notice and the system is gonna reward you. I think that's right. a great point, actually. Like if you look like at real sports,
3: like I don't know if you guys follow like college basketball, like everybody in the country knew that Anthony Davis was the best player on Kentucky's basketball team. And they have great players on that team. And so I think this really is the next evolution of League where the best players will still shine, right? Even amongst their friends, even amongst their top teams. And, like, I don't think we're going to lose that with this change. But we will see stronger teams come out of this, this system. We'll see better competition between teams
1: in this system. So I really want to see players give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, my, like, I'm excited to see, like, organized groups of people really, like, up the level of competition. It's like, that just pushes you to get better, right? Like who doesn't want to unlock that next level of the game? Yeah,
2: I mean that's like you look at look at um like ranked solo right now. You watch like streams or whatever versus like pro games, and it's 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 a different game. It's significantly different. And so if we're able to make the top of the ranked experience like as good as that or close to as good as that, because you know pros are self organizing around around um trying to get to the top. Like I think that'll be that'll be a win.
0: I think a, a good analogy that, that comes to mind for me is that I was having a conversation uh, with one of my fellow Magic playing buddies lately uh, the other day and we were talking about different formats and one of the things, like I made the comment that, oh, you know, talking about the sealed format, which basically you get six packs and you build the best deck you can mm-hmm. out of the sealed format. Sorry, just bumped the mic. <laughs> um, and I made, I made the offhand remark that, oh, it's just, It's based on luck. It's like, you know, it's all luck of the draw and what you get in your packs. And they like and they're like BS. And I'm like, what do you mean BS? And they're like, no, because why is it the same? Like 10 guys are always in the top 10 at every single pro tour qualifier at every single Grand Prix. Like, you know, a lot of it is skill based. And then if you look at even the team events for it, like it's still those same Ten people who are always in the top ten. So, I think what you said is like really poignant. Uh, it, it skill, you know, if you are a high skilled player, like you're still going to be up there. You're still going to be rewarded.
1: Like you just like just look at the example of like chess versus poker. Like chess is very like a very deterministic game. It has lots of like lots of possibilities of things that you can do. Uh, but poker is like a game that has a lot of variance from the cards that you get. And you still see really, really good poker players that consistently win money over the long term.
0: Yeah, no, I, that's that is definitely very true.
1: All right, so let's talk
0: a little bit about the actual changes that we've made because, like we said earlier, like this is it is a it is a drastic change from the previous Champ Select experience, um, to the point where I think uh, Jeff, you brought it up earlier, where we're actually kind of democratizing that entire process, like. I guess the first question I would have, uh, maybe for one of you guys, is like, why? Why is it? Why was it important for us to actually take those steps to to make it more of an actual team experience?
2: Mm. Yeah, it's it really comes down to we talked about this a little bit already, but basically, like players are are they're coming into a high stakes experience. Um, they have they have to resolve a pretty complicated conflict conflict with uh, not a lot of transparency around each other's interests. Um, and uh, you have 30 seconds to go, right? It's like, <laughs> what? Like, that's just, it's a bad experience, right? And so when we looked at all, all the stuff we could be working on, uh, we were like, hey, this is a pretty big opportunity. Um, can, we, can we take some of this stuff that's... Um, uh, you know, kind of like behind the cogs, and make it just part of the core experience of getting and in, getting into a game, um, and resolve some of those conflicts for players. Um, so we looked at, you know, the, obviously the the most significant change is um, position selection, right? Because that's one that's pro- arguably the most important decision that you're making going into to a ranked game, right? Um, and then you know from there we looked at stuff like um, pick and pick and ban and how you know with bands how we are expressing that information um we changed now we changed it so that the bands are more distributed across your team right this uh this again is in line with uh sort of like our 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 vision of making the exercise of forming a team a group wide experience rather than just all oh, of that's the burden is on thing. one so,
3: Cam, you, you should actually like tell players a story of like some of our testing on distributed bands and and maybe even actually oh, yeah, the yeah. idea of uh we were doing suggested bands at one point as well
1: yeah yeah so yeah we I like the, <laughs> I like the big sigh nice, like,
0: yeah I can see that <laughs> yeah. I can see the, the heavy breathing ensues meme the <sighs> okay oh so. I mean
1: like that that was a really interesting like set of different things that we could have done um that that we explored um I mean what we ended up with was just distributing the bands across like three players of the team. But we also considered things like, um, what if we still had a captain and people could suggest like what, what bands, um, (laughs) like they, they might want them to do. Um, or like what if we combined like both distributed bands and band suggestions? So like you could tell your team like, Hey, could you ban this for me? Like one of you three guys that's going to ban. Um, and we actually did, um, simulations with with players on all these different combinations of um, how we could spread like band power or not. Um, and we learned a lot of really interesting things. Like, I, I mean, for example, if you give three people on your team um, ban powers, and uh, but they only get one ban each, and then somebody else asks them to do something. Well, what are they going to do? Are they going to ban, like, something that they want to ban, or are they going to ban something that the other player wanted? And, and the outcome of that was like, oh, actually, this is a terrible idea, because, like... The system is gonna like give you this tool that's like, hey, communicate with your team, like tell them, tell them like how they could help you out. But the guy's like, I only have one band, like I, I want to do the thing that's good for me because like I, like I, I know like how I play and I know what I want to do. And but the system is like putting this little formal like icon up there. It's like, hey, your teammate wants you to do this, and it just creates actually extra opportunity for for you know conflict in champion select, um, and, and even even the captain. It's like you're, the captain is. Kind of randomly chosen. Like, why did this one guy? And actually, you're all like pretty similarly skilled. Like, how come this one guy got all this influence o- over um, the course of your game by like choosing all the bands for everybody? Um, and was that com- the super
2: trolley one? Was it the? <laughs> no, fifth the the, three? Su- the super trolley one, one is
1: when you give people one band each, and then uh-huh. let other people suggest.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I remember. I remember there was some interesting stuff that,
1: that yeah. came out of well, that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And even and even the captain. Like, I- if you give the captain. Um, suggestions from the team e- even that creates more opportunity for trolling like it's, it's much worse when you like select champion and like show it to everybody's like hey could you please ban this for me and the captain's like I got three bans but no thank you
2: yeah, that was one of those things where, like, going into it, we're like, "Oh, yeah, that's obviously like a way better system." And then we actually saw the data, we're like, "No, that's a way worse system." <laughs> like, 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 that we was would actually, never do that. that yeah. was actually a step backwards. Uh, that's one of the cool things about design is you kind of like discover it as you're like yeah. stuff that's not obvious kind of boils out of just player, um, you know, uh, like natural tendencies and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. The other and, really
3: weird thing I saw in your labs was um, when when you guys removed kind of band suggestions and only had distributed bands a bunch of trolling actually disappeared. Yeah. And we were analyzing that a lot and we were like, well, actually what happened was because every player has a powerful choice in champs like now, it's almost like you have leverage against mm-hmm. everybody else. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to troll <laughs> you because you're going to counter-troll me. Uh, yeah. Mutually and so yeah, <laughs>
1: Exactly. And, and not only that, like you only have one ban What are you going to use it for? Something that's good for you and the team, or are you going to use it to troll somebody? And so it was super interesting how that final design had,
3: like, the lowest trolling and actually was the simplest design, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But we had so much discussion within the team. Like, that that one was definitely, everybody had a lot of ideas, and we were like, how how do we make sure that we're making the right choice?
2: Yeah, some of that UX was, like, shockingly difficult. It was like, well, is it the first three guys, and then it goes back to the top, or is it the last three, or, like, what? oh my god it's like yes. so much like so many minute decisions like that went not out.
1: not even making the decision to do distributed bands so like how do you communicate that to, this new yeah. concept to people yeah. like we went through a ton of iteration on that well mm-hmm.
0: how did we actually come uh decide upon making the 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 people who were doing the distributed banning uh three four and five like how what what what
2: actually led us to tested, say that was we tested a like four or five possible ways of doing it, and that was the one where players were like, oh, I get it. It's going to go this, 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 and then that. And every other one was like, why does it go up and then down, and why did it start at the top and then re- repeat? It was like the most natural flow of information was to go down through the bottom and then come back to the top. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah,
1: we tried some stuff, like could be separated out, and it... Ultimately, yeah, we tried. But-
2: we tried the thing where like the cards would like shift. Like you'd go the first three and <laughs> yeah, then, like reshuffle. Oh my God. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> it was like, that was so uh, awful. There was a, a bunch of there was a bunch of options. Tremendously confusing. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think
3: the final kind of like metaphor that we used was the idea of kind of center court. So like in real sports, uh, before you start a game, like the team captains or the team leads will go to center court and mm-hmm. they'll do something, right? They'll like play rock paper scissors or they'll throw a coin toss and that will decide some elements of the game. And so we were like, hey, players three, four, five, you'll notice they're actually jutted out
1: towards the center a little bit more. And that's kind of the center stage element that we were playing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because like some of our really early concepts um, had that same idea. And, And even like the center stage idea that we ended up going back to in the end, like we kind of had hints of that early on and like it wasn't working really well. And so we tried a bunch of other stuff, but ultimately like all that iteration like helped us learn and eventually got back to like, Kind of some of our first, like, gut instincts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Very
1: interesting. Well, I,
0: I will say I'm I'm actually a little bit upset uh, with the new the new uh, pick band procedure because the, you've taken away my opportunity to go make a sandwich mm-hmm. um, as true. the fifth player <laughs> in the game. Yeah, we, uh, I um, mean, we're I, I, shorting
2: I, I, a bunch of sandwich stocks. We didn't want to <laughs> <laughs> let people know, but that's the whole reason for the change.
0: Well, I mean, but uh, actually, like that's it seems like it's actually a good change, though, right? Like you know, getting more people involved in the in the yeah. whole process. Right. I mean,
2: we're hoping that it actually ends ends up with faster champion selects. I remember, right. like, when I first started going to Ranked, I was just like, oh, you mean I gotta, like, wait for five minutes to get into one game? Like, this is crazy. Like, people take this really seriously. And I was like, season one or whatever. Now, see, our hope is that, like, people don't don't just, like... um oh, it's champs like I'm going to go AFK for a bit, and then come back in the last three seconds, pick, you know, make their sandwich, then pick their selection and go. We hope that they're, like, engaged throughout the whole process and that that makes the process go a bit more quickly and also results in sort of more conversation between the team about their strategy and that kind of stuff as well. Um, but we'll see how it shakes out. It's Do funny we,
3: because, uh, sorry, what, one of the final pro player tests we did, uh, all of us were sitting behind the room, and, and he actually was like, hmm, I can't go to the bathroom anymore. I have to actually <laughs> sit here and talk to my team and figure out what we're doing. Yep. And all of us were like,
0: okay, I think we did it.
2: Yeah. There's like a, high, a subtle high five. Right.
0: <laughs> like, uh, do we have uh do we have like data or anything that shows that uh, I'm asking data like, but do we have like kind of just feedback that shows that the more engaged and involved some uh, a player is during the champs like process, like there is that that shows that there's reduced toxicity
2: in game or I don't, I don't know if we have any like quantitative data on like words spoken. That stuff would be so hard to parse. Like I, it's one of, so, you know, the, the way we do design it right is like a, it's like a harmony of like quantitative data, which is like when you hear Jeff talking on the forums about like we found X percent of this and Y percent of this. We, we, we controlled for confounds and then we determined this, right? Then we have qualitative data, which is like we asked users about this stuff. And then we just have like, as gamers, this feels like, in my experience, this is how things went, right? So I think that's one of those decisions where we're like, we, you know, before we ship the product, we're not going to have a lot of good data on, um, like, how th- how this stuff is going to play out. But uh, just, like, experientially, so far in all our testing, it's been, like... A- there's a lot more collaboration going on. And it makes sense just given the structure of the rules and how you can't go AFK and that kind of stuff. And ultimately, we believe that's healthier for the game. So it's, I think that's one of those decisions where it wasn't like we're like, data, therefore, it's like, yeah, this is just a good design choice. I think the
3: only data point that we had as a team was... uh In the original team builder, we had a concept called active waiting versus passive waiting. So when you're sitting in team builder and you're waiting for teammates to appear for you to accept and decline, that was passive waiting because you're just waiting there. And people would often like, you know, jump on YouTube, you know, play other games, so on and so forth. And that was not a great experience. People actually, they perceive that as lasting a lot longer than it did. So even if they were waiting there for 5 minutes in the surveys and stuff they'd be like I was there for 20 minutes. Yep. I totally sent this email. I <laughs> right? said I told the day
2: after it, I was like Jeff this this champs like takes forever bro and he's like dude you are only a champs select like, for like 10 minutes. it was like right. dude it felt like 30 minutes man. Yeah. Exactly. Time
0: time stretches the longer you're
3: waiting. Yeah. yeah. And I think the key with the new champion select is because every element is more engaging, we call that active waiting mm-hmm. because when it's not your turn now, you're still engaged. You're, you're thinking about what are your teammates doing? How does it affect my decision? And so it doesn't feel as long anymore uh, compared to the, the passive waiting.
1: Yeah. And, and we also like deliberately build stuff in there to help you communicate better, help you like tell your team like, hey, I'm thinking about playing this person you can do that right at the beginning and then when it's your turn it's like hey i might not even have to change my decision at all and my team had all this time to look at what i wanted to do and like build a team comp around like having good synergy between our champions and it just makes everything go a little bit faster
2: this is so much prettier now. You like see like the flames <laughs> rising and stuff. Like, oh oh man, the,
0: I will, yeah, the, the new Champs Champs like process is just gorgeous. Like I remember the first time I sat down to an internal test for it, and I'm just like, whoa. It the, the battlefield kind of laid out in front of you and everything. It, it's uh I'm not not trying to like pat ourselves on the back for, for it by any means, but like as a non- creative or non-artistic person like I was oh. like I was actually really I, I was really taken you, away. I mean
1: it. you have no idea like for us for us on the team like the visual and motion graphics guys like they just do the most amazing stuff. Like yeah. I, I make gray boxes <laughs> and, I, and I like wave my hands a lot and we like we talk in meetings. When you just like when you see that stuff become what it is like for players, it's like oh, wow. Yeah. Like, unbelievable how amazing a job they've done. They're
0: sorcerers. Yeah, it's it's like dark magic. Exactly, exactly. Um, All right. Uh, Oh, and I I would be remiss if I didn't remind everybody, for, for the love of everything... Don't forget to lock your selections yes, in. Yes, please. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is like you. Uh, I I anticipate uh, and hopefully not after this podcast. Uh, but but I anticipate that there will be a few people who are just like maybe kicked back to, ch- uh, to to game game select or something like that. We, yeah. And like, what's going on? And they might have forgotten to 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 lock in the band select. I so. remember when we talked about this, and
1: I yeah. I, I didn't mm-hmm. even think we should do it. you're like, no, we got to do it. the benefits of it are so strong we know it's going to be a hard change for players and Mm -hmm. you know we've done a lot of features within champion select and around champion select to kind of message that you need to lock lock your stuff we know it's going to cause some pain for people Um, but just think about not having to wait for that rando guy like letting the timer run down to zero before he locks in poppy it's like he knew that he put that up there poppy's like awesome
3: now i don't know what you're talking about yeah Dude, I'm, that- a,
1: I'm not saying poppy's a bad sick. I, i've been staring at the poppy screen on pbe and like our, our internal builds. it's like it looks awesome oh so it, we've got it, Poppy on the side. that
0: alt omg yeah it looks super super wicked
1: <laughs> but yeah like now, now when you know that that guy he he puts up a champion five seconds in just lock it in and we'll move on to the next guy. We, don't we have actually to wait think the whole this
3: time. one small change will be the biggest difference in Champ Select speed. Yeah. We we'll mm. think it'll be the biggest change in making it much faster than before. And uh, just like these guys are saying, it actually is one of the things we're worried about for the for the new Champ Select. Uh, after the PBE, I saw that about uh, 20% of players didn't understand yet that they had to lock in. Uh, so I think you guys have some work to do. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're,
2: we're working on a feature today. To I wonder. Yeah, we'll better. have to look at. Um, LP stuff. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> well, we we should make a T shirt. Friends don't friends not lock in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> friends don't friends. Yeah. All right. So, Kenna, let's start with you on this question. Like, if this this has obviously been an experience for you, right? Like the 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 the, the taking something that's been part kind of of the the collective knowledge of the league community for so long and just drastically revamping it and making it this awesome, um, ideally much better experience uh, for them. Like what were some of the most valuable lessons you've learned along the way for this?
2: Hmm. I mean, like I have, I have a lot of like design just like internal lessons. Like I think, I think the the biggest thing for me is like understanding, um, I don't know if it's going to resonate with 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 everyone, but like understanding your team and like your capabilities and uh, kind of yeah. like, uh, you know, your strengths and weaknesses and that kind of stuff. It's like when we started out, the, the team was a little bit different and um, we had to, as we went along, kind of like explore um, the limits of how far we could push it, right? So it was like, hey, can we find a MoGraph guy? Like, yeah, I think we can, like, maybe, right? Like, can we find, like, another visual dude to help us with this, to push this to where it's supposed to be?
0: And MoGraph um, is motion graphics for those listening at home, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> there's
2: like, the there's like guys who make all the cool, crazy smoke and, like, the the gears that like ch- that turn around the champions and that, that kind of stuff um because you know originally Thank it, you was, Matt and yeah, it was Greg <laughs> yeah for
3: all their work on this yeah, yeah. It,
2: it was it was less it was it was like a little less um ambitious but like I think the deeper we got into it the more we realized that we were like really making a foundational change and we needed to like give it the respect it needed so like I think for me the, the biggest things are around uh those kind of um those kind of uh, like skills the other the other thing is like uh little changes can have big consequences so like a little thing like uh ch- you know letting people broadcast their their champion select um or their, their their champion choice right um you know oh hey it turns out that when it when uh when now it's your pick and people can see uh <coughs> who that champion was 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 that you picked if you're going to trade it with another player down the road like or, or, you know, further down the list, people can snipe that champion. Little changes like that that don't seem like they're going to have cascading consequences have big consequences. So I think those are probably the two things that I, that I take away from I mean, there's like a hundred lessons with every project, right? But th- those are two ones that kind of stick out to me. Cam, how about you? Yeah, I don't know. That That's a pretty tough question. Um,
1: certainly, like like, working on a pretty big team on... On the redesign of something so central to the game, um, you learn a ton about working with all these different disciplines and, like, how to collaborate together, um, how to how to how to bring like people of different disciplines like into the design process and like like how, like give them a voice. Um, what else? Just yeah, yeah. Uh, like the impact of like some of the little things that we do. Like just. As we're iterating and testing with people, like some of the surprising stuff, like the things that you learn that you're, oh wow, like the the pick and 10 stuff, like we like we talked endlessly about it, and we all had our hypothesis about what what was going to be the best design, uh, but actually just like trying it and doing it, it's like oh wow, you learn these like really interesting things, and then in retrospect you're like yeah of course that makes sense, but we didn't know ahead of time. Like we, I don't think any of us had the right answer. Um so that was really great and just like our commitment to to doing that through the whole process. Very cool. Very cool. So,
2: um uh, oh, Jeff, Jeff can answer that question? Huh? Jeff doesn't get, <laughs> just, just doesn't have to answer that question. Okay. All right.
0: Well, I actually I was going to give Jeff a different question. Oh, I was actually going to answer that question too I, I think I got a
3: good one for for you guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh so for me actually it was after the great design pivot. And it was me talking to these guys and I was like, you know, hey team, are we going to try to do this? Do we want to do this pivot? Are we still going to get it onto PPE on time? And everybody agreed. But they. But I was like, what do you need me to do for you guys? And this is what I learned. This team loves beef jerky.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy
3: we shit. We <laughs> got so much beef jerky for you guys. Uh, all and you we aspiring, churned through so many bags. Uh, producers but, and uh, designers
2: is all you need. <laughs> lessons from Jeff Lynn,
3: guys. Any particular brand? Uh, Knave, I think it was the... Knave,
2: okay. Or Crave? No, Crave Crave. was the brand. Crave. With a K. With a K, K. yeah. That's that's good stuff. I like their turkey. Uh, And
1: and those really polarizing protein bars. Yes. (laughs) I mostly
2: ate the coconut
3: shavings. Yes. Those were awesome. So apparently, if you give the team beef jerky and quest bars,
0: magic will happen. (laughs) <laughs>
3: there you have
2: it, folks.
0: That's all you need to ship to ship a great feature. The right? secret fuel. <laughs> it's, a, it's a secret fuel. Beef jerky and protein bars. Um, so we did mention uh, earlier, like you know, we're gonna we're gonna keep watching. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, as we get into uh, moving this feature into ranked, as it goes on to live uh, in the non-ranked queues, we're gonna keep watching. Um, are there any some uh, some particular areas that we're keeping a very close eye on right now, as far as like uh, how players are interacting with? Uh, with New Champ Select?
3: Um, so we're definitely worried about din- dynamic cues. <clears throat> All the concerns players have uh, raised to us. We, we've, you know, documented where we have actually different team members within the team just focused solely on some of those concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing we're re- worried about that some of these guys mentioned is uh, requiring to lock in. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned on PBE, 20% of players didn't quite understand that you have to lock in yet, and we have a lot of work to do on that stuff as well. Um, but other than that, we're we're on on track
0: to try to figure this out by the new rank season. Okay. Any long term goals for the team, like with uh, with Champ Select?
2: Yeah, get it into all the queues. Right? <laughs> that's the next big. That's the next big. Uh, and then get it into the new client, right?
3: I think one of the things that we're kind of playing with as a team right now is expanding that sport metaphor even more so one of the concerns players have is you know do we actually reinforce one trick ponies are we encouraging them more in the system Mm. and we have a couple of really neat ideas that they're thinking about right now of how do we actually incentivize and reward players for being masters of the game right is it actually possible to be the best league player across all the positions and what does the system look like that could encourage that
0: I think if you put, like, maybe an announcer in the game, says, now (laughs) coming to the Rift, starting at support. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, thank you. Uh, Thank you all for being here today. This has actually been a really cool conversation. Um, I I hope that everybody at home uh, got something out of it. Like, personally, I learned a lot. uh, So... um, thank you everybody for listening at home we really appreciate it we appreciate all of your support be sure if you're downloading on iTunes to rate and review we would love your feedback about this podcast we're not going to get better without it Um, if you're listening on SoundCloud please keep leaving comments we love we love hearing your feedback there Um, also uh, if you're not aware there's a lot of great league community uh, kind of community produced podcasts out there Um, the uh, uh, Trinity Force Podcast Network those guys do a couple of great podcasts definitely recommend checking them out and uh, the Uh, folks over at Just OK Gaming uh, also do a podcast. It's a little not safe for work sometimes, so just a a fair warning. Uh, But until then, until next time, uh, my name is Andy Belford, and thank you for listening. Peace.